It's time for Red Zone Talk on 95.3 KGY, a weekly look at high school football in the area with your host, Noel Wall, and Olympian prep sports writer, Lauren Smith. And now here's Lauren and Noel. And good morning. Welcome back to Red Zone Talk, season four. It's, I think, it's show nine. I haven't been picking that up, but we're in the eighth week of the season, right? And we did a preseason one. We did so a preseason one. The math one. would add up there. <laughs> I've done a lot of math lately, figuring out playoff scenarios and that kind of stuff. So. I'm Noel, obviously not the brains of this operation with Lauren. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, and uh, as always, shows available for podcasts on the Red Zone Talk page of KGYFM.com. Here past shows and enter to win uh, Teen Drivers Ed for your Thurston or Mason County High School student. You can email us, redzonetalk at kgyradio.com, uh, and fun stuff like that. Uh, we have a bunch of good stuff today. Later, we're going to talk about your article this morning about Tom Waters' Aiden Slater. A defensive end is getting some offensive time now, so that's going to be fun to look at. They have a big game coming up tonight, and uh, we will talk about that more as well. But let's start with a look at last week's action, uh, where 4A Olympia fell to the awful big Graham Kapowson with uh, future Husky Dylan Morris uh, having something to do with that. Right. So GK won that one 31-7 out in Spanaway. Um, good bounce back game for GK, you know, after after losing to Puyallup. But, um, yeah, for Olympia, that's definitely a tough situation to walk into. GK's got a lot of very good players, and they've had some guys hurt, but I'm hearing some of them are starting to come back. Um, and they're definitely a team that I've thought – most of the season would be able to contend and maybe get to the semifinals or even the state finals. So um, I think Kettner Young had the one touchdown there for Olympia, and now they're kind of in a position where they, they need to start to rally, and this game against Puyallup tonight is really big And if they want to make the playoffs this year. Yes, that's not going to be easy, and we will talk more about that one a little bit later on in the show. Uh, in other action last week, River Ridge, their last uh, conference game of the season, they trounced Clover Park 48-14. Yeah, to 14. and I, I, I vaguely predicted that last yes, time. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they had a great game. Um, Tomasi Manu had three touch er, three touchdowns, and Malik Omina had two, and the, both of those guys are juniors, so they'll be back next year. So future looking pretty bright there. Um, River Ridge gets a break this week, but then, uh, then it's crossovers in the two ASPSL in there. Qualified for that. Yeah, they'll be our first team in the playoffs officially. Yeah. Uh, because that happens next week. Uh, Yelm's record goes to 5-2. and two. They spoiled Capitals homecoming, 35-14. to 14. Yeah, uh, Yelm looks really good. They're on the cusp of making the playoffs for the first time in more than a decade. Um, Kyle Robinson, uh, the quarterback I always talk about, another good night, 12-22, uh, 187 yards and two touchdowns. Um, but the kind of the big story, and I thought this was going to be a shootout of these these top two quarterbacks in the area, but James Palmer, Yelm's running back, kind of ended up being the being the hero. Um, Sixteen carries for him, one hundred and sixty yards and three touchdowns. So, in a, I believe the lead of the story that one of our freelancers wrote was in a game of you know that matched up the area's top two passers. It was the running back that made the, you know the yeah. biggest difference. Yeah, so, I read that, and that yeah. was interesting. And when you can change your style like that and get you know make hay with it. Why right, not? and that just—I mean—that just gives Yelm another another wrinkle, another threat, and they've got—they're firing on all all cylinders right now. They're doing a really good job. Absolutely. Also, three A. We we promised someone would win. Uh, North Thurston got a, got a win over Shelton. Yeah, North Thurston twenty to seven. Um, so that's their first win of the season. Uh, Zion Kirk, their workhorse running back, had one hundred and four yards. So that's the third time I believe this season where he's been. Over 100 yards, um, so another good game for him. And then Dylan Hard, their Dylan Harn, their quarterback, 
had two touchdown passes um, to kind of get boost that up a little bit. Um, and then Shelton's Troy Goodwin had 13 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown. So that was her, his first game over. And to have a little parity, 20 to 7, that's not so bad. Everybody oh. gets a chance to feel like we're making some success. Yeah, and they definitely both had some su- had some success on both sides. So it was a good game, you know, good win for Thurston. I'm sure that, that makes them feel good coming into rivalry week. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Timberline, I think they're number 7. They stay unbeaten. Uh, down in Gig Harbor, 27 to 10 in a game that sounded like when I read they pretty much controlled. Oh yeah, they um yeah they had a great game. They look they look really good. Um, they've got kind of a stable of running backs uh, led by Mike Michael Barnes who had 150 yards, um, who can carry the ball. Uh, they can give a lot of guys rest. They have a lot of depth. Um, Hunter Campo who took over at quarterback during week two. He looks good. He's starting to get more comfortable passing, so they're a very run-heavy offense, um, but starting to get more comfortable with the passing game as well, which just kind of makes them even more threatening. Um, there's really not not much to complain about with Timberline. You know, Gig Harbor got, got the best of them a couple times through the air, but um, on the ground, just nobody, nobody gets past that front line. They've like held four teams this season to negative rushing That's yards. awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Now – in the same vein, off subject a little bit, Peninsula fell to Central Kitsap 13 to nothing. They got shut out. It's their first loss. What effect does this have on our so, team? So, okay, yeah. So, Timberline and Peninsula, it has kind of seemed like they've been barreling toward each other all season. So, that loss for Peninsula um, out at Central Kitsap means that if Yelm beats um, Peninsula this week, and Timberline also gets a win. Timberline will win the league title. There we go. Um, but if Peninsula beats Yelm, regardless of what happens to Timberline next week, with the two of them will play for the league title. Okay. So, because if if North Thurston were to beat Timberline, they would both. have We'll find out a lot tonight. Yes. So yeah. it's a big it's a big night for the three A South Sound Conference. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I see that coming, and we've been building to this, you know, since the, our first preseason yes. show. You know, this is what we've been looking forward to. Uh, Black Hills nearly pulled off something. Holy cow. Uh, against uh, number eight WF West, they edged out the Wolves by one point. Yeah. Um, so Grant Clark was out there for us, and I talked to him a little bit afterwards, and I was like, what in the world is this score? What happened? And he said it's one of the crazier games that he's seen. So they were tied at 3-3 three to three okay. at the end of regulation. So nobody can find the end zone through four quarters. First play. Of their overtime possession, Black Hills scores on a 25-yard run by Jaden Toussaint. Yeah. Um, gets the extra point. And then WF West scores on their first play of overtime on a 25-yard pass from Noel Wollin to LeAndre Gaines. And then they go for two, and Kaimi Henry punches it in for two points, and they win on the conversion. They get the one point in overtime. Well, that's, a, that's really something for Black Hills to pull that off against WF West. Right, uh, yeah. You know, I thought that would be a, that score would be a little – a little bit more spread out. Um, yeah. So, but Black Hills, they just have this tendency to be able to force these late game situations, and most of the time, it works out in their favor. Well, I think we talked about how when they're really close, that you know, last week we, mm-hmm. they have a good percentage of yep. w- pulling out the game. Four, and they of, very four of six. Yeah, four of six. So, so that is pretty good. A uh, game that did have a little more of a point spread. Uh, number. T- uh, what are four? Tumwater? There's three uh, this week. There's three this Everybody week. Everybody moved up. Everybody moved up. They were four when they beat Correct. Aberdeen. 60 to nothing at Stewart Field. Yeah, they, uh, I think that's their first shutout of the season. 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, but they've only allowed three touchdowns in the last three games. Yeah. Um, so their defense is, looks fantastic right now. Um, they had three different uh, Tom Water players scored twice. So Zane Murphy had a 16-yard run and a 60-yard kickoff return. Dylan Payne, who's their sophomore running back, who's the uh, area's top rusher, um, he had touchdowns for 19 and 9 yards. And then Connor Clark had touchdowns for 45 and 35 yards. So Tumwater, lots of wing backs, and they can all do, and they can all do good things. It, so it, they look real good. It's nice to be able to take a little walk through the back end of the depth chart in yes. a game and, and give everybody some time. That's nice. Uh, four and one Tonino fell to Elma, thirty-nine to six. Yeah. Um, so Tonino, their their playoff hopes are gone at yeah. this point in that kind of local rivalry game, and then Elma goes to Forks with um, a glimmer of hope still. So, but okay. yeah, Elma Elma able to put up the points, and I think I've said that before. And yep, yep, they, they are. The they certainly are. Uh, Centralia got a conference win. They beat Rochester forty-two to thirty-five, even though the Warriors were up. By two scores in the first thirty seconds or something like that. Yeah, there were a couple. There were a couple early scores there, and then obviously that one, you know, just kind of got went higher and higher and higher um, in scores. Um, Jose Pineda was kind of the hero for Centralia. Um, he had a four-yard touchdown that broke a tie with eight and a half seconds to go, um, and you know gave them the lead and and the win. And uh, he had one hundred and ninety-six yards of total offense. So he's been a great running back for them all season. Um, but then Bryce Lawler, Bryce Lawler for Rochester had a fumble return um, for a touchdown, and he had a, an 11 yard pass for a touchdown too. So he had a couple TDs for Rochester. Yeah, everybody was a little bit something going on there. Yeah. And then uh, finally, uh, Rainier, uh, kind of what we expected over Life Christian Academy. It was not quite a week off, but uh, they had a, a fairly easy kind, time of kind it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so 51 14, and uh, Zach Lofgren and Ian Russell, kind of their really. They're too big, their quarterback, and then their number one you know, rusher. Um, the guys who kind of put together the yards every week, they didn't play. So mm-hmm. Rainier did this with all the, you know, all the, the rest of the, the guys. Rest of the guys. So that shows well. you, you know, what kind of talent they have. And that's good. You know, give those guys a rest in Napa Vine this week. So. And that is a lot of fun. And then uh, you were right about Curtis and Emerald Ridge. Yeah. 56 to nothing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yep. that's the way it goes. Oh, well, I loved your comment, though, about the, you know, remembering the upset and standing in the rain yeah. and your feet being wet. And it just, I thought about that during the yeah. week and how those kind of things really stick with you yeah. for a long time. Well, we were the Jaguars and I had leopard slippers. Oh, nice. They, you know, those didn't do so well in the rain. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to take our first time out of the day. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, Lauren's article this morning in the Olympian about Aiden Slater, the defensive end from Tumwater, who's doing such a great job. We'll be right back with Red Zone Talk on Olympia's KGY. The Woodshed Furniture on Martin Way in Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings, pieces that will stay in the family for generations. You owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom galleries. Lie down on a Serta or Simmons mattress and check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, interest-free financing, OAC. 6127 Martin Way, the woodshed in late. Athletes can get injured in the big game. Leading an active lifestyle could result in an injury. On-the-job injuries happen all too often. Skip the wait in the ER because Rapid Orthopedic is ready to handle your emergency. Rapid Orthopedic Care, now in Hawkesbury and West Olympia. 
Seven days a week, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. X-ray, casting, DME, physical therapy, accepting most insurances. Learn more about rapid orthopedic care at OleOrtho.com. Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna will save you money. The lowest sales tax in the area means you save hundreds, even thousands right off the top. And then special finance options can keep your payments low and within your budget. Big savings on all new Chevy models now, including Silverados, and on a large selection of quality pre-owned vehicles, too. No matter where you live, we're just a few minutes away. Check us out at NorthwestChevrolet.com and then find new roads to savings at Northwest Chevrolet and McKenna. There's the kickoff. 95.3 KGY and more with Noel and Lauren on Red Zone Talk. And we are back to talk about uh, the article in this morning's paper. And, uh, you know, Tumwater team with a lot of weapons. And Aiden Slater stood out to you, Lauren. Tell us why that is. Well, um, he's been a good defensive end for them for, like, three years now so we actually uh took a photo um of him in the state championship game when he was a sophomore and he's kind of pressuring the quarterback in that photo Uh and he told me yesterday that he actually has that hanging up in his room oh nice so that's cool so yeah he um he kind of came on late in his sophomore season um got some reps um you know obviously the coaches thought enough of him to put him in a a younger age because a lot of the kids that used to play at Tomart are older um because they just have they just have so many um, but, you know, he does a really good job at pressuring the quarterback. He's quick off the edge um, and kind of gives them, you know, that extra part to their defense, which is just already so sturdy. And they don't really allow many rushing yards. And when you have big kids like him who can get off the edge quickly and get to the quarterback, um, you're going to have a pretty decent season. And he's part of a front line that's very, very talented. When you are disruptive on defense, yes, you can you can do a lot. And yes. then gives your offense some time to, you know – they have opportunities that yep. they can work on as long as the defense keeps it shutting them down. Yep. So, yeah, he's very, very good at getting to the quarterback, um, has quite a few sacks, um, very just good at pressuring. But then he's also picked up some time on offense this season, which he did not play um, the past two years. He said he played a little bit on C team his freshman season. Uh-huh. But uh, he scored his first offensive touchdown against Centralia on a two-yard run. So Coach Bill Beatty has kind of got him and – you know, Thomas Drayton and a couple of these other really big guys lining up at tight end or, you know, putting them in more of a type of fullback role um, where usually they kind of, you know, just do all the misdirection and yeah. have guys, you know, uh, with the fly sweep and getting to the outside. But um, kind of getting a little bit of a different look and changing some things up here and there and just, you know, adding more to this Tumwater offense that's already just so volatile and hard to figure out. And that's a big step if you're going to do that for Tumwater. A lot of teams have uh, a lot of guys that go both ways. Tumwater has a lot less of that than some of these other teams. Yep. Yeah, they just have so many kids that they don't really need everybody to go both right. ways. But, you know, kind of put your your best guys in there, and I think you're going to always get results. Yep. So uh, pick up the paper, read about Aiden Slater this morning. Uh, that's in the Olympian, or get it online at theolympian.com. You can find it there. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We're going to talk about anything that's not football. Uh, so that's like volleyball, cross country, whatever else is going on. Uh, when we come back after this, Red Zone Talk on KGY. Holding, number 79, defense, first down. I'm also holding a party tonight. Great call by the official. Looks like we've got another flag on the field. Holding a Pepsi. 
Necessary refreshment. Hey, Ted, bring some of that Pepsi to my party. Pepsi and the NFL. Welcome to the Fun Doesn't End Zone. It's oh so simple to earn while you shop at Capital Mall. Earn $10 every time you spend $250 anywhere in the mall or promenade with the oh so simple rewards program. You can use any Visa, Amex, or MasterCard anytime for any amount and get credit toward your reward. It doesn't affect card reward programs, and it's not limited to just one card. It's oh so simple to register all your Visa, Amex, or MasterCards and get credit with every purchase on mall property. Oh so simple. See shoppingcapitalmall.com for more. The Olympian is your local news source featuring award-winning reporters with convenient home delivery or join the online readership of over 90,000 per week. The Olympian is a community supporter sponsoring local events. You get the latest local news, sports, and entertainment news in The Olympian. See theolympian.com to sign up for home delivery for just $3.07 per week or get an online introductory four-week subscription for just $1.99. Theolympian.com. There's the kickoff. 95.3 KGY and more with Noel and Lauren on Red Zone Talk. And we are back uh, to look at uh, sports that are not football. So uh, I've just found in the uh, Olympian the other day, you know, looking at some of the rankings for girls volleyball. And that season is also getting close to the end. Teams are going to start to get into the playoffs and start heading for State and if we take a look, we've got some uh, some some pretty good teams around. Capital three A ranked number seven. Yes, um, right, and contending with Gig Harbor um, at the top of that league. Um, they've got a lot of girls back, um, some all league players back. Um, just looking, you know, really good, and we're kind of building towards that last year, and it's just really really come together this season. Yeah, I remember that thinking last year about how well this year was going to be, and it turns out to be that way. Tumwater, a school that just breeds success, uh, the volleyball team at number five, and they kind of are there every year. Yeah, um, they are. You know, Tana Otten does a really good job out there. Um, obviously, they're the, the defending 2A state champions. And looking for the third in four years um, is what they're trying to what they're trying to get. And Kennedy Croft uh, is a senior now, outside hitter. Uh, she's committed to Gonzaga. Um, obviously, Tana Otten's – Tana Otten's daughter and kind of been the leader of that team um, for a couple years as far as statistics go. Um, and they've got a lot of younger girls. They graduated quite a few. But, you know, Tumwater, just they, they find a way to win. And yep. I think they're doing that again this season. And uh, when you talk about schools that are just dynamic with sports, uh, so are the other schools as well. And uh, the Tumwater girls, if they go far enough, they're going to wind up with the football nemesis. Archbishop Murphy is ranked number two. Yeah, so. yeah. Which they had, they met. I want to say they met them last year, um, also. And that those two schools just they they kind of run into each other a lot these days. Yeah, yes, they do. And then uh, Black Hills and River Ridge doing well. Yeah, um, Black Hills is doing well. I think sometimes that gets overshadowed by you know how good Tumwater is and all of their recent success. But Black Hills has a good program as well. And then River Ridge, um, kind of an up and coming program. They've got some younger girls, but. Um, you know, like two years ago, they didn't win a game and I don't wow. like, or they, or they want, and like, I don't like, they didn't win a match. And I think okay. they won two games okay. all year. Yeah. Um, and otherwise were shut out by everyone. And so like, it's a testament to them for like how much better that program has gotten. And now, um, they have two losses. Um, they should take second in their league. So that's, that's awesome. 
and they were a, a game or a, a match away from making the state playoffs last year. So I think they're wanting to get back to that spot. Yeah, that's yeah, success. You want to get back to there. In 1A, I just love the name of this school, Lakeside of Nine Mile Falls. They're number one. They're number one? Yeah, that's a little northwest of Spokane. I had, yep. to, I had to go look it up. I don't know a ton about them, but they've had good wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> in okay. The past. They must have. So, 2B, that includes a couple of Northwest Christians. Northwest Christian of Lacey is number five. Northwest Christian of Colbert, mm-hmm. which is also over by Spokane, that's number six. And Life Christian of yep. Tacoma is, is number four. And in that same uh, ranking, Napa Vine is number one. Okay. Yep. So, that's a lot of schools uh, right here. Right here. In the yeah, area. it is. A lot of schools right here. And Cross Country, you said something fun's going to happen tonight with Cross Country. Yes, yeah, so uh, about 20 runners from North Thurston and Timberline uh, who play in the their rivalry game tonight, the oldest rivalry in Thurston County. Yeah. And they're going to play for the 53rd time this evening in football. Um, so, you know, several of their um, Cross Country athletes, they're going to start at Timberline about an, at a little more than an hour before the game starts. Um, they're going to have their school flags and the game ball and they are going to run from Timberline to South Sound South, South Stadium at North Thurston. Um, I think they're, uh, they're expected to arrive just after the national anthem, going to do a lap around the track and then hand off the game ball, and off we go. That's so, an awesome thing. Right yeah, there. so uh, the, uh, the North Thurston coach kind of saw something similar that a school from Texas did for their homecoming and immediately thought of the rivalry game and thought it'd be, you know, a good way to kind of get the community together and also kind of to promote cross country a little bit, which obviously doesn't get as much exposure as sports like football and volleyball yes, yes. Um, and kind of get some interest there. So I believe they're going to run most of the way down College Street. So you might see him, see him on All the right. side of the road. Watch, honk if you yes. go by. Don't hit him. But <laughs> yep. but they, honk, they do have safety awesome. precautions. I asked about that too. So All right. Maybe some glow good. sticks or some vests. Or that's something. good. Anybody else that's doing really well with cross country or that kind of thing in this season that we know? Oh, about? we wrote about one of Tumwater's runners, Joseph Morrissey, um, and uh, that was earlier this week. And at that point, this could have changed. Obviously, there have been races since then, but he was ranked fifth in 2A. Yeah. And then there's a, a guy from Rochester as well who's just right behind him. So a couple kids doing. Doing well there in 2A we go. for sure. And more coverage of that will come as we get closer towards the end of the season and the playoffs and the state and all of that kind of thing. But uh, that was a nice little look at things, sports that aren't football. We have to come back and take a look at all the games that are going on tonight and a little more fun besides. That happens after this time out on Red Zone Talk. This is Olympia's KGY. Real people steal people. Professionals trust steel for dependability on the job. Homeowners trust steel for long-lasting value. And they both trust the knowledge and support of their servicing steel dealer. Right now, pick your power. Steel battery handheld blowers start at $129.95. And fuel-powered handheld blowers start at $139.95. Real people steal people. Visit steeldealers.com. All prices MSRP at participating steel dealers while supplies last. See J&I Power Equipment on Pacific and Olympia and Bald Hill Road in Yelm. Get it done. Save a ton. Jay and I. Hawkman Spin T Screen Print and Graphics in Olympia and Tacoma gives you the very best printing and embroidery. Perfect for teams, schools, companies, or special events. Get excellent quality, custom design, quick turnaround, and low pricing. Count on Spin Tees for quality brands like Port Authority, Sport Tech, and District Threads. Easy ordering and results you'll love. 2008 Harrison in Olympia or 6450 Tacoma Mall Boulevard. Online at SpinTeesPrints.com. Friend Spin Tees on Facebook. 
There's the kickoff. 95.3 KGY and more with Noel and Lauren on Red Zone Talk. And welcome back to our preview of tonight's matchups. We'll get right into it. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but uh, Olympia, things are not getting any easier for the Bears. They've got 6-1 uh, and one Puyallup uh, ranked highly. Yes, um, Puyallup's eighth this week. Yeah. Uh, they dropped a little bit after losing to Skyline last weekend, but that's a non-league game, so it doesn't really have much bearing on how they finish, so they're undefeated in the 4A SPSL right now. Um, heading into Olympia, you know, Olympia – is like a sound team. They don't make a ton of mistakes. They need to put a few more points on the board. I definitely think they can compete with Puyallup. I think they can compete with all the top teams in this league and have maybe just had a couple games where just things weren't clicking. Um, but Olympia is in a position where a win would go a long way because um, there's a couple things that can happen that can knock them out of the playoffs, um, especially if Bellarmine starts okay. to win. And you can, so. you can be part of that. Why not? Right, so if you can, you know, if you can just come away with a win, you're going to be in in pretty good shape this week. So I think that's what they're looking for. All right, there we go. Three A Yelm on a roll, and facing a Peninsula team that is going to come off a loss this week. Yeah, so this is this is a huge game, um, and I touched on this earlier. This has playoff implications for uh, several teams. So if Yelm wins this one, and Timberline also picks up a win, Timberline will win the league title. Um, if Peninsula wins, it will force. Um, a league title game between Timberline and Peninsula next week. Um, but for Yelm, you know, you want to win this game um, because you're going to clinch a spot in the playoffs. Um, yeah. And they're already, like, semi-guaranteed to get there, but there are scenarios that can happen where Yelm won't make it. So if they can get a win this week, all of that, you know, worry goes away, all that speculation goes away, they'll be in for the first time since 2006. Um, and that would be huge for them. Um, again, like I said earlier, they've you know their offense has been performing incredibly well. Kyle Robinson is over 1,500 yards for the season now. He has six consecutive games where he's passed for more than 100 yards. Um, and then James Palmer, their running back, um, doing well as well, well. It would be a big win, be a bit of an upset, but it seems yeah. like it's a doable thing. For the I Tornado think it's definitely team. doable. Um, and they get they get them at home, and Yelm hasn't lost at home this year. So there we go. That's that could be important. That that means a lot sometimes. Uh, Unbeaten Timberline has a one and six North Thurston. Yes, um, and I know people are probably going to look at the records there and start to assume yeah. things. <laughs> um, but this game tends North Thurston tends to play Timberline harder than they play anybody else. For if it's for rivalry reasons, I don't know, or if it's just a good matchup. Is that anything like the um, Cougars and the Huskies? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's kind of similar to the Apple Cup, I think. Um, and this game is pretty decently close each year. Um, and you obviously want the bragging rights and, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, the King of Lacey and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so North Thurston actually still leads the all-time series 28 to 24, but Timberline, Timberline has won four of the past five. Um, okay. Timberline obviously got an undefeated streak on the line here and yep. also trying to get that back-to-back -back league title. So a lot of things going on, um, in this game, um, sure. and should be a great game should at South Sound one. Stadium. Something yeah. to go out and see. Two and five capital travels to three and four gig harbor. Is there an upset possibility here? I think so. I mean, I think capital is capable of playing with any of the teams in this league and just kind of things haven't really worked out their way on several occasions. And, and that's why you see the the uh, the low record. But gig harbor, you know, especially after after the loss for Timberline to Timberline last week, they're still in the mix to make the playoffs. So a win's really important for them. Um, so okay. there's, you know, definitely implications for them. Um, but I think capital is certainly 
capable of going in there and and getting an upset. Well, it would be a road win upset, so we yes. can we can root for the Cougars there. Shelton has Central Kitsap coming to town. That's not going to be easy. Right. Um, and Central Kitsap, I think, has surprised everyone a little bit, and they're they're doing really well. Obviously, they're still in the mix to go to the playoffs. Um, and to be able to shut out Peninsula last week, who hadn't been shut out since 2008, um, that's a that's a pretty big win. So yeah. I think they're riding pretty high. Yes. And then uh, Pioneer Bowl. Is there going to be a wagon train running through Tumwater Stadium as uh, Tumwater and Black Hills? I don't think so, but there's usually a lot of people standing around the <laughs> around the track. Um, yep the the next Pioneer Bowl. So Tumwater has won the last seven. Uh, Black Hills last one last one in 2009, um, and the series is pretty lopsided. Tumwater's up 15 to three, mm-hmm. so this will be the 19th playing of the game. But uh, Black Hills, kind of, they're they're bragging right there. Is they are the only ones who have ever shut out the other team, and this oh, and they did that okay. in two thousand three. They won fourteen to zero. Yeah, all right. So and like I mean, like I've said before, if they can make it close at the end, you never know what can happen. That's right. They've done some phenomenal things this season yes. already, and so you know, Tumwater, they're they're not going to be afraid to come up against Tumwater. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Rochester heads to Aberdeen. Yeah, um, and I think that's – I definitely think that's a winnable game. Um, you know, Rochester has the 2-5 and five record, already two more wins than they got last year. And I yep. think, you know, going into Aberdeen, you know, especially after they got beat 60-0 by Tumwater last week, I think it's definitely winnable. Um, they Rochester hung with Centralia that whole game and then lost in the final seconds. Yeah. So I definitely think they, they could go into Aberdeen and get a win. I, I predict that, um, and that's – you know, even Aberdeen's kind of my second team, having called play-by-play for 20 years down there. Let's see, uh, South Puget Sound League, uh, River Ridge, they have a bye, so they're going to have the crossover next Correct. week. Correct. So, um, Tai, which is one of the schools in their division, does not have a football team. Um, and they weren't able last year um, during the current scheduling cycle um, to find somebody to fill that spot. So, they had a bye last year at this time as well. Um, I guess it gives them an extra week to prepare for the playoffs. There we go. So. Uh, Tonino travels to tough Montesano for an Evergreen League matchup. Yeah, and Monty's uh, ranked fourth this week, and they're seven and zero. And I think they're uh, they're headed towards the playoffs, uh, if not the Tacoma Dome this year. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a tough win. It is someplace they've been before. Yes. To uh, be Central Showdown, we've got six and one ranked number five Rainier mm-hmm. hosting six and one ranked number three Napa Vine. Six and one Adna will play Morton White Pass. Yeah, so this is a very good league at, at the top. Yeah. Um, three very good teams. Uh, you know, Rainier kind of let Adna get away from them a couple weeks ago. I know that was a pretty frustrating loss for them. Uh, I wouldn't let that score dictate what's going to happen this week. And so they play on Saturday night. Oh, okay. Um you but, would like to come out of there being the only seven and one team, but something tells right. me there are going to be two seven and one teams. Yeah, after um, this I, weekend. I, I think so. Um, there's going to be two at the top, and then it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. But um, I think Napa Vine's a beatable team. I think Rainier has the talent to beat them. Uh, everybody needs to be healthy, and they need to have a pretty flawless game to win. But I think they, I think it's possible. All right, yeah. there we go. And Emerald Ridge plays South Kitsap. Somebody's going to win. Hey. Yeah, that's the one. Where's where's it at? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I didn't write that down. If it's down. at Sparks, I like the Jags. Okay, all right. If it's in South Kitsap, I think I like the Wolves. There we go. 
there are 154 schools uh, games tonight. That's 308 teams, 308 schools. There we go. My dad took me to my first high school football games. It was Stadium High School. It was just down the street. It's not where he went, but we'd go to the old Stadium Bowl and watch the teams that he had no connection to. Uh, the band had a halftime show every week, and there were cheerleaders, male cheerleaders back then even. Uh, last Friday, I had the pleasure of joining uh, a new generation of my family at a high school football game. My grandson, Norman, is 18 months old and went to his first game, and he was interested in a lot of the stuff that I talk about. Um, you know, when the band played, he danced. Cheerleaders cheered. He had his hands in the air. Uh, restless kid, he and Dad walked around the stadium and Norm interacted with groups of kids that were also there, banded together and roaming around like him. They were at the game because their family was at the game. It was Capitals' homecoming, and he enjoyed the halftime marching band, uh, entranced by the drill team. I don't know why he does, but he loves drill and dance teams. And he cheered along with the students as uh, homecoming royalty arrived in their convertible cars. He may not know who's ahead, but it's enough just to go to the game and watch everything that happens. Lauren, we didn't talk about where you're going to be tonight. I will be at North Thurston and Timberline. We will have somebody at Yelman Peninsula. We'll have somebody at Olympia and Puyallup. Um, and then we will have someone at McElvine and Rainier on. Sunday. All right. It'll be a big weekend. Red Zone Talk tailgaters will be at Tumwater Stadium for the Tumwater Black Hills game outside the south entrance. There Come and throw some football. That's, that's the other one. You'll have somebody there. We'll also there. have yes. someone there, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss tomorrow's coverage of these games and more provided by Lauren and the staff of the Olympian. It could be your alarm clock as the paperboy careens it off the storm door, knocking over a potted plant, causing the cat to yowl, thereby waking you and your neighbors. Or you could set your alarm to KGY, make a pot of coffee, and read everything online at theolympian.com. While you enjoy the hits of the 60s and 70s, it'll give you a cozy feeling. Seahawks are at New York. What's going to happen there? Well, one of my teams is going to win. <laughs> so I'm a big Giants fan. All right. As, you know, as well as growing up here and being a Seahawks fan. So the Giants upset Denver last week, so you never know. And you they're never at know. home. Right. Uh, it'll be on our sister station, 96.9 FM KO, pregame at 11, kickoff at 125. Huskies looking to bounce back against UCLA. They have a day game at Montlake. Next week. So Next they, week. They have a bye this week. Oh, um, I got to read the internet. Which better. is uh, good and bad, I think. I think you want to get right back on the field after a loss like that at Arizona State. I think but... so. Cougars are going to get right back on the field. They have a night game. Yep. Yep. So... Colorado. Bad, bad week for the state of Washington a little bit uh, yep. in college football or in, uh, you know, for the Huskies and Cougs anyway um, last week. But hopefully they can <laughs> rebound a little <laughs> bit. No kidding. It was, it was such a pathetic week was for fans of any of the Washington yeah. teams. It was just terrible. Anyway, read all about it in the Olympian. More than results, you're going to get details and insights you don't find other places. And one last thing. Talked about homecoming. It's homecoming season. A homecoming tradition is the big pep rally. And if you haven't seen it, we found a fantastic clip from uh, one homecoming pep rally that shows how amazing students can be. The dance team at Walden Grove High School in Arizona does a brief Wizard of Oz that will absolutely knock your socks off. I posted it to the KGY Facebook page this morning. Go find it, watch it, share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next Friday morning for Red Zone Talk right here on Olympia's KGY.